This is episode 241, Why Anger is a Gift with Kira. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. I've been seeing so many of you post on Instagram, my favorite social media platform, but please post anywhere you want about the show, about the show and sharing episodes. And thank you so much. That means so much to me and it really helps with the growth of the show. I also appreciate it when you head over to iTunes and leave a rating or review. I read all the reviews and they mean a lot to me. So thank you very much. Also, if you want to get coached on the show, please go to christinehauser.com slash waitlist. That's where you sign up. A lot of you have been asking me, how do I sign up? And we don't put people in any particular order. How it works is when I have openings, I send out a link and the first to grab it gets it. I record the show every week, so episodes are fresh. So every week I'm usually sending out the waitlist a booking slot. And if you get it, you get it. Sometimes I announce it on Instagram as well. So make sure you're following me there. So when this show comes out, it is Earth Day. What a beautiful Earth Day it is indeed. All the changes that are happening with less pollution are remarkable. And I think that we all been touched by how the environment and animals and plants and trees and all the things have been responding to us being a little less careless. (laughs) And I think it's important to look at how we want to re-enter the world and be more co-inhabitants with earth rather than just kind of taking her for granted. So on this earth day, I hope that maybe you spend some time reflecting just the little changes that you can make to be a little kinder to earth. I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been changing a lot of things in my house, like paper towel use, plastic bag use, trash use, all that kind of stuff. And I think a lot of times we think we're just one person. What difference can we make? But if everybody thinks that way, then no difference can be made, right? So this episode is another episode about anger. Last week was about anger too, which is so cool because I love anger. Why do I love anger? Oh, because wow, when you actually tap into that rage and that anger and and feel it in a healthy way, man, do you find passion and creativity. And that's what this call is about. So Kira is really frustrated because she's done all kinds of personal growth work. She does yoga, she reads the books, she listens to the show, but she's just still angry and often sad and she wants to find a way out of it. Just a reminder that we're still doing our free guided breathwork, meditation, and coaching calls. You can go to christinehasser.com slash free call and join us there. And one more thing, you've heard me say before that I am accepting new clients. I had two openings. One has been taken, but I still have one more because a lot of speeches and things have been scheduled. I do have space for some one-on-one clients. Uh, So if you're interested in that, you can email jill at christinehassler.com. I only work with eight people a year. It's a pretty substantial time and financial investment. 
because we go deep <laughs> and you get a lot of attention from me. But I also do one-off calls and you can talk to Jill about that if you just feel stuck and you can't get on the podcast or you don't want to be on the podcast and you just really want a quickie session with me, then I'm also doing those. So again, Jill at christinehassler.com. She will direct you into what is the best way to work with me. So as you're listening to this call, consider ever feel like life just doesn't work out for you, no matter how hard you try. Do you feel angry and or sad? And no matter how much personal development work you do, it keeps coming back around. When it came to emotions in your home growing up, what did you observe? Have you been told you're too emotional or too reactive or too irrational or too fill in the blank? And you're questioning whether or not it is true. And before we dive in, there is a download that you can get for this episode. It's the same one that was for last week's episode, since the topic is also anger. If you go to christinehassler.com slash anger release, you'll get an excerpt from Expectation Hangover where I take you through anger work. So again, go to christinehassler.com slash anger release and grab that. And now on to my session with Kira. Kira, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. So I wanted to have this experience with you because I do a lot of like introspection work and I do yoga and I have a lot of self-help books and I feel like I know what my shadows are, but at the core of my being, I'm still very angry and I don't know how to fully let go of that to enjoy life as I know I should or can, because even when I take all of these layers off, who I am seems to still be very angry. And I sometimes feel like I'm never going to be one of those people that lets go of that. And I, angry I would love, um, perhaps just, I feel like I got the short end of the stick in life mm. and, you know, I'm 30 and I'm just barely starting to turn my life around and things were looking really great. And then this pandemic hit and I have so, so much anger with myself for taking this long to fix things or begin fixing things. And then now at the world or source for allowing something like this to happen, it just is hard for me to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And mm -hmm. so a lot of that anger has been very present for me, but I know I don't want to live with that because it's a very hard place for me to stay sure. in all the time. I just, I don't like feeling sad or angry, but it's, it's my most prevalent emotion almost every day. It's your most comfortable, familiar emotion too. So it, it's, the, yeah, those are the emotions you're addicted to. We all have certain emotions and certain ways of being that we're addicted to. The good news is knowing it's, it's just an emotional addiction. It's not you. What are you angry about in terms of like, what do you feel in your childhood really set you up to be in the position you are now? I know when I was younger, I always admired my dad and really wished that he could teach me the things that got me excited, like learning how to play the guitar, which he played or learning how to ride motorcycles and fix them, which he did. But he got involved with alcohol a little too heavily and other extracurricular drugs and wasn't very present. And my mom didn't seem to have a backbone to 
help us kids kind of work through that. And Mm -hmm. my brothers did fine. They're both really strong individuals. And I seem to have been affected the most by my dad's alcoholism and not being there for me to teach me the things I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And my mom not being the strong woman that I needed her to be. And I am angry as well with the fact that my older brother is somebody that I wanted to be my friend and kind of teach me the things that my dad couldn't, but he always rejected me. And I'm really angry about that because I just wanted to have a relationship with him. And to this day, I still don't. I speak to him maybe like twice a year. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about mom. Yeah. What beliefs and judgments do you think you had of her as a kid and what vows did you make? Like a lot of times when kids see their parents fighting all the time, they make this vow that they forget making, but it kind of goes into their unconscious memory bank of, I will never get married. I will never do that. From witnessing your mom's behavior and how that made you feel, what are some of the the vows you think you made? That I would never shut down. My mom shut down a lot when her and my dad were fighting And she would go corner herself in a room or in the bathroom and hide and just completely shut down, not talk, not engage in an argument. The times I did see them arguing, she was yelling at him to go for a walk. And so I think I vowed to myself that I would never shut down. And my entire childhood and adolescence and young, like 20 something, my entire 20s, I have been outrageous. I've spoken up at any sort of feeling of discomfort or yeah, I've just, I fly off at the handle really, really quick. Right. So you looked at mom and made the conclusion that you'll never shut down. You saw her shutting down. Did you judge Mm -hmm. her as weak? I think I did. Mm -hmm. And I think I still do because Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you still do. And would you say that the opposite of shutting down is speaking up often angrily? Uh, yes. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people tell me I'm very emotional and irrational with my responses to things. Oh, sweetheart. We're all emotional and irrational. It just shows up in different <laughs> ways. So you can just let that go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's just throw to the side what people have told you about you. We've got to just let that stuff go because no one gets to tell us who we are other than ourselves and other than people that speak the truth to us that tell us things like you are worthy, you are valuable, you're beautiful, you are smart, you are worthy, those things you can believe. But when people try to throw labels and judgments on us, it's just like that old elementary saying, you know, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. If only we could actually Mm -hmm. live by that, we'd all be a lot better off. But let's go back and look at mom for a second. So Mm -hmm. mom's behavior of shutting down, being weak, what did you see that cost her in her life? I feel like it cost her true happiness. Mm -hmm. Like I see the light within my mom to have an extraordinary life. She lives well, don't get me wrong, but something in my soul tells me that there's something in her soul that's missing or unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so I think that she sold herself short to have a comfortable life because shutting down and not having a backbone was, I guess, her ticket to having stability and security. Mm -hmm. Um, Her dad died when she was 25 before I was born. And 
her mom worked like crazy to support her and her brother. And I, I think maybe she just felt back in the day that sort of surrendering to those around her was her best option. Her, mm-hmm. yeah. Was her best option. Yeah. So would you agree that your soul is a fiery one? Like it's a passionate one. It's one to do stuff oh, yeah. in this lifetime. Yeah. 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 So yeah. as little girls, we identify most with mother and crave father's love and validation. We want to be mm-hmm. like mom in a lot of ways and crave dad's validation and acceptance. And here you are with your predominant feminine role model as this fiery, passionate soul. You chose a mom who decided, and this was her choice based on her wounding. And a lot of people think they don't have choices, but we always have choices. But she did the mm-hmm. best she could at the time. And she decided that the best thing to do was just to shut down. So I can see how at a conscious or unconscious level, your you having this fiery spirit was like, no way, Jose. I Mm -hmm. am going to do the exact opposite of that. And you looked around you because we learned from our environment and you're like, okay, well, mom shut down. That doesn't look good. Dad gets angry. Dad speaks up. Brother speaks up. They're, They're loud. They get angry. I'm going to go that direction because at least they're not dying inside. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. my suspicion is that this anger is and holding on to this anger is an unconscious attempt not to turn out like your mother and feel like you don't step into the full potential of your soul. Yeah, it absolutely is. Cause as much as I love her and I respect her for being who she is and putting up with what she's done or put up with in life. I, I don't want to wind up like her. I don't want to sell myself short. And, you know, I wish there was so much more that I could do for her, but I'm realizing that I I need to do it for myself. Right. Right. But I want you to understand that that's why the anger is so predominant in your life. You think you need it. Otherwise you think you're going to fade away. Yeah into nothingness and you're going to grab on to something you're going to settle. And so this anger and the speaking up and being fiery or being emotional and irrational, as people have told you that you are, is your protection. It's your way of ensuring that you don't die inside. Yeah. And so can you be grateful for that part? It's gotten you this far. It's gotten you to here. You've been working so hard to get rid of it. Versus mm-hmm. really seeing how it's really served you in a lot of ways. Wow. And yeah. now it's learning how to, it's sort of like if I gave you a guitar and you were so excited mm-hmm. about, about the guitar, when you first started playing it, it would sound pretty awful. It's still a guitar, but ooh, yeah. it wouldn't sound good. But if you mm-hmm. practiced it and you, you learned how to use it, in the way it's meant to be used, then a guitar can be one of the most beautiful things in the world to hear. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I love, yeah, (laughs) I love love the guitar. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. So your anger has been the guitar and you've just been strumming Mm -hmm. and banging on it. And at least you've had the guitar, but now it's about learning how to play beautiful music with it. It's learning how to use that anger because the beautiful thing about anger is that if channeled in a healthy way, it can lead to so much innovation and so much passion 
and so much transformation. The Mm. problem is most angry people are reactive. They haven't processed their anger. So their actions Mm. that are anger based have more againstness to them. Yeah. And that's kind of what I do frequently. I react out of anger without processing. I just, I, I very quickly at the drop of a hat, I, I go and knowing where I want to go in this next decade, I feel kind of like I pulled back this veil as soon as I turned 30 and these things started happening. And it was like, I can't live the same way in my, as I did in my twenties. Exactly. And I've had experiences that I've reacted the same and I'm questioning how do I better channel my anger? Do I sit with it and say, Hey, have a cup of tea. Like, let me love on you to death. <laughs> but like, I, you know, it's, I still am, am very triggered with certain things that come up and have a difficult time in looping that in to channel it in a different way to be more positive for me and those that are around me. Of course you do. Because when something comes your way, that feels scary, just like when you saw your dad and mom fight, you don't want to do what mom did, which is shut down. So you quickly go to the opposite. The reactivity is all to protect you from shutting down and feeling like you've lost Mm. yourself. Mm. It's the best you've known how to do. So I don't think, I've never seen a cup of tea work for anger. If you find a type of tea that does that, please let me know. (laughs) But usually anger needs more than tea. So what I would suggest is... Have you read Expectation Hangover or are you in personal mastery? Um, I have not, um, but these are things that I'm, I'm definitely interested in and I, I should get Expectation Hangover and then sign up for the personal mastery because I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about it and I, I feel like I'm at that point to get yeah. into that. Yeah. Yeah. And personal mastery, you get a $200 discount too, right now too. So if that resonates with you, I would highly suggest that. I, I demonstrate in the personal mastery online course, how to do an anger release. I get down on the floor and I show you on video how to do it. Okay. And if you, if you did that with the STEM sentences and everything I teach you, I'm angry because I'm sad because you'll start to get at the anger. Cause there's, there's a little girl in there that says, mom, I'm so freaking angry at you for never standing up to dad. Mm -hmm. I'm so angry at you for not protecting me so angry at you for Mm -hmm. shutting down. Mm -hmm. And a lot of your anger at the pandemic is tied to this because it's like, again, you're in a situation where like the world kind of isn't there to save you. You feel betrayed and stopped. And Mm -hmm. that's how you felt sometimes with mom and dad. So again, you're this feeling powerless child in this home with this fiery soul that just wants to be nurtured, that just wants to create, that just wants to be heard. And you're like squashed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I totally understand you. Well, I can't say totally. I've only been talking to you for 15 <laughs> minutes, but from what you've said so far, it makes beautiful sense to me. And we need people like you right now. And I'll tell you why. Because anger, when used correctly, anger, when, when channeled. So the beautiful thing about my anger now is that, well, let me ask you, you've listened to the show. Do you Mm -hmm. sense I'm fiercely passionate about helping people break free of stuff? 
Yeah, okay. absolutely. And it's the most divine thing listening to your work. <laughs> oh, I don't know about the most, but thank you very much. <laughs> that is my channeled anger. My anger at not being understood, at not being, getting put on pills of getting teased. It's just the, the stuff that happened because I've done so much work on it and I've channeled it out and I've it released sort of the victimness around that. Once I've gotten to the forgiveness and I've done the healing underneath this, I found this deep passion to help human suffering. Mm. And I feel you have a deep passion to serve some way and you don't need to know what that is yet. It will come this, the intensity of the anger is just sitting on top mm -hmm. of it. And yeah. why I say we need people like you is because we need people like you who are pissed off and who are willing to go into the shadow, who are willing to go into the anger, anger mm -hmm. at their past, anger at the government, anger at whatever that the universe mm -hmm. just get it all out because mm -hmm. underneath that, that's when a lot of the ideas, the innovation, the possibilities are going to come forward. I'm not saying yeah. being angry at a situation finds a solution. What I am saying mm -hmm. is the anger a situation triggers so that we can feel it, deal with it and heal it reveals a deeper passion so that we can take action from the realm of possibility and innovation. Does that yeah. make sense? It, it totally does. And I have been yearning for finding that creativity and that passion within myself. And I've hit brick wall after brick wall. And what you just explained makes perfect sense. Um, and I'm just glad to be where I'm at right now so that I have a better understanding that I'm, I'm beginning that process to peel back my anger to discover a better channel for it instead of being mm -hmm. so reactionary and mm -hmm. it gives me hope and it doesn't make me feel so squished. Like you mentioned, especially with everything going on in the world right now, because I've, I've felt completely defeated and hopeless the past month and it's been hard. Yeah. And I, I get that. I understand on so many levels, there's a lot of stuff going on, people dying, massive unemployment, all kinds of stuff, the economy. However, I deeply, deeply feel this is, this is such an opportunity. It's such an opportunity. And I see this in humans all the time. Most people come to me when they're near rock bottom or that, you know, mm -hmm. it is everything, or at least one big thing has gone wrong. And mm -hmm. I am never hopeless because I know that that's humans, we have to get frustrated and uncomfortable to change. Most of us don't willingly change and grow and choose to live better lives unless something happens. Think about how many right. people know they should change their diet, but don't do it unless they get a cancer diagnosis or something like that or a heart right. disease or something. So yeah. you know that yeah. collectively this is happening at a perfect time for you. You are at a point where you're willing to dive into some of this work, to dive into your wounding, to dive into the shadow to get to the anger and the sadness that's there so that you can be free from it. And so that you can yeah. really, really start living a life that isn't like mom or dad's. Yeah. I feel like it's about time, <laughs> but I know it's going to take work to get there. And I, um, 
knowing that I promised myself that my thirties wouldn't be anything like my twenties. It's I'm ready to put my feet in the mud and, and go through the trenches because I, I can't imagine living other, any other way. Yeah. I want to say one more thing about your mom. Yeah. Your mom is from a generation where there was not as much access to the information that we have right now. Mm-hmm. There was not enough support. There was not enough access. So your mom and many women like her, we get to stand on their shoulders and we can't mm-hmm. look back and judge them or make them wrong because they didn't act in the way that we think they should have because yeah. truly they didn't have access to what we have access to in so many ways. Now, I'm not saying that to encourage you to bypass the anger at mom. I think it's there and it's important for that little girl to express it. Of course, this is never something you do to her face. This is all in letters you throw away on your pillow, doing your temper tantrum technique, those kinds of things. But I think I have a sneaky suspicion that when you get to the other side of this, you'll have a deep respect for her. And because of that deep respect for her, there will be times when you know staying quiet, not saying something, being softer, more vulnerable, not weak, but more vulnerable, isn't disempowering. You'll be able to know that sometimes it's time to speak up and sometimes it's just time to listen. Yeah. I look forward to that day. (laughs) Well, we have a lot of energetic support in terms of being able, the cosmic soup for transformation is very thick. So I think that a lot of us for, for things I've been noticing in my own personal work, I'm moving through things even faster, even faster, even faster, because there's this Mm. global change going on. So that's how I found my, my biggest shadow being anger. I was laying in Shavasana one day after I took a week off of yoga because I just physically couldn't move. And then my first, maybe 10 seconds in Shavasana, it was like, boom, anger is your biggest shadow. And I was like, Oh, I guess that's what I need to work on. And it's just been so prevalent. So it's definitely invoked a lot more awakening. So I do agree with you. It's, it's very palpable right now and as scary and uncertain as things are, I just need to trust and dive in. Yeah, exactly. And you can let that anger out, even at the universe, the universe can take it because Mm. when we process our feelings that we have against the universe, then it's far more accessible to us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And you're not an angry person or irrational or emotional. So you can drop all those labels. Thank you. I've (laughs) been living in that identity for a very, very long time. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You're just a spiritual warrior like so many of us. And shows up differently for us in different ways. And we come in, we all come in with different guitars and it's just, we just have to learn how to play them. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Anything else? Uh, No, this is, this has been so lovely, Christine. Thank you for every moment of your time and just how eloquently you put things. I feel such a greater sense of ease and understanding with just everything. Uh, and so your, your support is just so greatly, greatly appreciated. It's truly my pleasure. You are ready to receive it. So thank you. Yeah. 
So let's break down this call with Kira. I really am so grateful to her. She was so, so willing to, to hear, to take responsibility. And I love that she was excited about working with her anger. That's awesome. Usually when I'm encouraging people to do anger work, I get a lot of resistance. <laughs> so thank you, Kira, for being an inspiration for so many of us. So like we talked about, she's done so much introspection, but she just felt stuck. So I wanted to help her figure out why. You know, why does she feel so stuck? And the main reason, as you heard, is she wasn't really feeling her anger in a healthy way. I mean, she admitted she's reactive. She said that she's acted outrageous. She's spoken up, fly off the handle very quickly. So she really owns all that. Uh, but anger misdirected is dangerous. <laughs> but anger directed in a healthy way can be deeply, deeply healing. And underneath that anger, which I'll talk about a little more, we can often find our passion and our purpose. So when we first started talking, she talked a lot about her dad and her brothers. I think that she really felt like her dad's impact on her life was even more substantial than her mom's. She even said, I seem to have been the most impacted by my dad's alcoholism. And she's sort of chasing this brother of hers to be the dad she never had. It could also show up in relationships. We didn't really get to that. But my intuition really guided me to talk about her mom because I heard her say, my mom wasn't the strong woman I wanted her to be. And as you heard in the call, Kira witnessed her mom really shut down, really just go silent when there was anger. And I think she made some strong vows at that time that she'd never be like that. So she decided to go the opposite direction, more in the direction of her father. And it's interesting how as children or even adolescents, we make a lot of these unconscious vows of I will never be like mom or I will never be like dad or I will never be like that person that teased me or whatever it may be. But just making that vow or that promise or that assertion is not enough. It's not enough. If you don't heal the wounds that perpetuated making that vow, then either you do become like them or you go so far in the opposite direction that it's also a shadow side. So Kira saw her mom go into the shadow side of complete passivity. That's more the unhealthy feminine. And I'm not saying that's an unhealthy thing women, the female gender does. We all have masculine and feminine inside of us. That's the unhealthy feminine expression, shut down, just go passive. So she went in the opposite direction, which is the shadow masculine, that just outrageous, blast out whatever you want to say, highly reactive, uh, maybe tearing people down. I'm not saying she did this, but this is the unhealthy masculine, tearing people down, being explosive. So that was more the direction she went. She's in this unhealthy masculine expression because she didn't like the unhealthy feminine expression. But in doing that, of course, she's not healing. And of course, she's not able to get over the anger or underneath that, the sadness for not feeling like she's stepping into her purpose and feeling like she's always getting the short end of the stick because again, anger misdirected is very dangerous both towards others and towards ourself. How can we generate the life we love if we're angry all the time? If we're angry at the world, then that's going to absolutely breed a deep sense of low self-worth. People that are angry generally have 
low (laughs) self-worth because there's this me against them. There's an intense sense of separation that unprocessed anger creates, which is another reason why I'm so passionate about helping people process anger in a healthy way. Because if it's misdirected in terms of outwardly in that shadow masculine, then we become oppressive, controlling, highly reactive, violent. But if it's more withholding in that shadow feminine way, then we become sad, passive, despondent, and victim-y. And just as a tangent here, I'm a bit concerned that too many of us are doing that with our reaction to the pandemic. So we've got this massive crisis, this massive uncertainty, and I've seen a lot of people in the collective just go more into that passivity. Wait to do what we're told. We're sitting back, waiting for someone, the powers that be, to tell us when it's okay to go outside, waiting for a vaccine. In so many ways, we're in a powerless place, and I think it would be healthy if more of us tapped into our anger about this situation and about whatever that triggers whenever we felt powerless or wronged or like things were unfair in our life. It can trigger any of that because if we're too passive, then we go more in that direction of that shadow feminine, like Kira's mom. And if we're too angry outwardly and reactive and just rebel, then we go into that shadow masculine violent side, more like her dad. Not saying her dad was violent, but you get the energy of it. So I'm not saying we should be angry and rebel and stop wearing masks and and stop physically distancing. I'm I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that it's important we don't become too passive either. So use the anger work, use the anger release that I'm offering you in the book. Tap into what may make you angry about the situation. Because even though, quite frankly, there are so many aspects of this I'm loving. I'm loving the time. I'm loving the space. I'm loving the quiet of it, especially as an empath. However, I'm also angry that small businesses are suffering, that so many people are in homes they feel unsafe in. People with mental illness or addiction are really having a hard time. People that are alone or separated from their families older people whose families are too terrified to go visit them. And I'm using that as a trigger to process any unresolved anger I have inside of me so that I can get to a place where innovation can come forward. So let's come back to the episode. I was really coaching Kira to do her anger work because under our anger is often our passion. You've heard me say that we often turn what was our suffering into our purpose. The actual original definition of the word passion is suffering. And we've evolved that word to mean our greatest purpose over time. So perhaps the things that we're most angry about underneath that fiery anger is fiery passion. And so if you feel shut down, if you feel like you don't know what your purpose is, if you feel like you don't know what you're supposed to do, especially in the light of this pandemic and this global change, do some anger release. See what is underneath all of that. Probably some sadness first, then some forgiveness. And then 
You can become a more clear channel for ideas and innovation. And that's what we're going to need moving forward. More people that are clear, less people that are either overreactive or overly passive, and more people that are tapped in to their passion, their inner guidance, and the oneness that we all are. So some takeaways for you. Go download christinehassler.com slash anger release. Next, find your voice during this time, whatever that means to you. Don't be too passive. Don't be too reactive. Find your middle ground. And channel. Channel any of your feelings into writing, speaking, dancing, cooking, creating. Something non-result-based. Something that's just fun for you. Come join us on our free calls, christinehassler.com slash free call. And also jump into mastery. Kara's going to do it. I'm really going to help you move through this expectation hangover and mastery. We have our group calls once a month, plus you get the six module program that's got so much curriculum in it, but not in an overwhelming way. And you get a $200 discount. So the $200 discount, just go to christinehassler.com slash mastery. On the checkout page, there will be a place for a promo code, enter health in the promo code. You'll see the $200 come off. We also are offering a 12-month payment program for you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you all are feeling fulfilled and that your hearts are feeling whole because they are. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.